0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Land of the podcast, episode 94. My name is Will Jones. Joining me tonight is Mr. James Jarvis. Hello, oh, James.
1: Oh, I'm first this
0: time. You're right, Will. <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Good. Yeah, just thought I'd put you first words. Yeah. Also on tonight is Tom Jenkins. I Tom. Told...
2: Hello, Will. I'm a bit disappointed that I've been demoted to second. What have I done?
1: Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all complicated. Sorry, people like me more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. You've become a popular figure recently, James. You should not know that.
1: Uh, uh, popular is maybe not the right word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, on is Ian Rossbottom. Are
3: oh, in? Mr. Jones saving the best for last.
0: Indeed, indeed. You no longer be taking it because you've been on. Who's here.
3: last then?
0: Ian. Yeah, that that that's our that's our lineup tonight. Well, that uh, there's, no, there's no Christmas <laughs> busy gloating over his 38 degree weather somewhere sunny so I'm sure it'll be back soon but in the meantime we will get on to all things Sport and Wanderers, starting with the beginning of this season so we've had the first three games of the season um, and a cup game obviously Leeds uh, so we'll just run through the results of each of them so obviously it was the 2-1 win at West Brom the 2-2 with Bristol City and the 1-0 win at Reading we'll start with West Brom um, any of you guys there I did. James, what did you make of it?
1: Oh my God, I I couldn't I couldn't believe how well organized we were. I figured we'd do have a slow, maybe slightly shaky start like we've been normally having, but the team team looked incredibly well organized. Um, still, to be fair, West Brom, except for a ten fifteen minute period in the second half, didn't really go at us. So maybe that helped. But either way. Um it's probably one of the most organized I've seen Bolton in years the 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 solidity the shape, and the best part is we have we have pissed on the wings when when Wildchuck came on and sammy and oh my god i'm I'm gonna absolutely rave over Olkovsky and love during this podcast because what what a bunch of signings they are. <laughs> Oh, no, it's quite incredible,
0: you know, what sort of how they just seem to come together. And, you know, it looks as if they've all been playing together for years, really. I mean, I don't think you could say it was anything other than a dream start. Could you, Tom?
2: No, I mean, I, I was very upset that I wasn't there. Obviously, in the last podcast, I predicted us to lose, and mo- most of us predicted us to lose. In fact, all of us, possibly. But, you know, it was, it was a very welcome surprise to see that final uh, goal go in and to get the win. You know, you look at what West Brom have done since. It's looking like an absolutely unbelievable uh, victory for us. And, you know, as you say, we couldn't get off to a better start. And I think we're reaping the rewards of that. You know, the confidence we've taken into the games afterwards, uh, the results we managed to pick up, I think, is stemmed from us being able to get that that big win. Momentum's a, a huge thing in football, and I think as
0: a show, we're reaping the rewards of that. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, no, No. good game, as you say. Any thoughts on it, Ian?
3: I think it's just um, a, a, you know, that first performance and as it's gone on is, is a testament to probably what Parkey can do when he gets legs in the team. Like, what, what's a completely obvious difference from, from last season is players like Henry and Prattley have been replaced by the likes of Murphy and Lowe and, as James said, a bit of pace on the wing. And suddenly you just look a totally different outfit. I, I kind of mm. have a feeling, I said this in an article, is I don't think you have to be that good to be good in this division, you just have to be all, like Neil warnocks made a made a living out of just being organized well drilled, and kind of being able to get goals and set pieces on the break and and Parky's always taken that approach, and so far it, it's working really well
0: mm, completely agree with that. I think we can almost all say in confidence that you know we've pretty much improved in every position, which I know is doubtful considering you know the the numbers we had you know two weeks before the start of the season, but even so you know it's worth to treat i think you know, it is testament to what he said, what a park he can do and the fact that it is basically his hand-built team. Um, but, yeah, no, um, obviously I think we were all really surprised with the with the result, as I'm sure all of you listening were. Um, but, yeah, obviously couldn't, couldn't be happy with it. Um, next up was the 2-2 draw with Bristol City. Now, I wasn't there for that, but by the sound of it, it was... Um, a game which we sort of threw away, maybe two points dropped. Who knows? Um, but mm. yeah, um, I, couldn't
2: any of you guys giving an insight as to how uh, like that game went? I, I was there. It was the, the first match I managed to attend this season, uh, and frankly, how we were two 0 up in that match was was unbelievable. Yeah. We, we I don't think we deserved it. I must say, but uh, yeah. you know, the, getting into the fact that we're getting into those positions when we're not playing well, dare I say, sign of a good team possibly. Um, but, but as you say, we, we threw it away we were always going to throw it away the moment they scored um, so soon after us going 2-0 ahead obviously a controversial goal Andy Vyman looked offside when, when he scored it but uh, you know the, the British City are a team that a lot of people have tipped to struggle this season simply because of the players they've lost with you know Flint and Reeds going and Joe Bryan as well but I think they've bought well uh, the person they've got in to replace Joe Bryan uh, Lloyd Kelly on that left back side was, was very very good that day and uh, with the way that they can play the ball around in midfield, I think they'll they'll do well this season. So a two-two draw with them, I'm not, I wasn't too disheartened by. It, but obviously, you know, when you go 2 and up in a match, you really, really
0: hope you win it, especially at home. Mm, I mean, as you say, I think Reid's probably quite a big loss for them. But by the time of it, I don't think they, they played any any worse without him. Um, and you know, it is a shame to see that you know we obviously went from two up to you know back to two-two. Uh, but it sounds like we were pretty much in control for the majority of it, certainly when we were still
1: in the lead. Uh, James, could you add anything to that? Um, I've, well, I've got two two real points from that game. Like like, like Tom was saying, uh, Bristol City held most of the possession that year, and they were the ones that were mainly driving forward. But when we had the ball and around their half, I don't know what it is this season, but we just seem to be a lot more clinical around the box. Whether, it, whether it's, that's just like... Some natural finishes, um, or just really good setups by the likes of Noon, Wiltshot, and McGinnis. I'm not sure, but either way, we look a lot more clinical around the box, which is fri- quite frankly amazing to see, um, especially as the last season. I know I have frustrations in front of goals, put it mildly. Um, but second point, I, have to, I do have to stress that the referee at the Bristol game was absolutely terrible. Mm. Awful. I learned um, that as
0: well, yeah. I mean obviously I
1: wasn't there to witness it, but it just sounded like it I I don't think it was quite Barry Knight level. It but it wouldn't let it. us be our shit housing selves. It was it was so frustrating, especially in the last about fifteen minutes, thinks he booked, he booked about five of five of our players. Not bad, to mention like that like yeah, yeah. said, they didn't catch the Andy Byman offside. The fact that we
2: got fined, I believe, for the fact that we got six bookings, Dude. when at least four of them I can remember fairly clearly being, you know, a joke of a decision, especially one on Mark Beavers, who's won the ball, possibly the cleanest tackle I've seen Beavers making his three-year time at Bolton, and yet he got got booked by Brooks, who just thought that every single foul was a was a booking, even if it wasn't even a foul. I mean, it was a laughable, laughable display.
1: Right. It's just a case of dirty shithouse in Bolton uh, roughing up the lovely possession passing base Bristol City. To be yeah. fair,
2: I think they will complain about him as much as we were, cause I know we had a bit of a dis- dispute about whether or not they uh, deserved the penalty um, no. for when license went down. I, I
3: think he dived. I, um, I, I, I thought I thought that was a dive, and apparently someone, someone on Sky saw it on a good camera. But on that, on the offside as well. Just, I know, I don't want to. I said I don't want to go on Mark Hughes and harp on about officials, but the linesman was ten yards behind the play for that Andy Vyman goal because I was on that side and I looked at Byman and I looked at the linesman, and he was running down the touchline to try and get up with play as Vyman put the ball in the net, and I saw it's the referee. Inexcusable! Inexcusable! It's was, it was completely. inexcusable. The lines and the referee must have known that it was. I to be offside. So I saw the referee look at the linesman. Linesman looks back. He's got no idea. And you know, when you've got no idea you don't make a decision. So the flag didn't go up. I'm pretty sure it was offside. I I'm not seen a good angle on it. But all the angles I have seen it looks offside. But but anyway, it was it was um yeah, that that was it was a dreadful dreadful yeah. decision. N- not
0: that we'd in the referee anyway. <laughs>
1: no, no. no but that in but context, that decision
2: blame him for that because they never get back into that game if they don't score so quickly after going two nil down. It, they never had a chance for it to settle in that they were two goals behind. Mm,
3: so, yeah, just, just just a note that I want to say on what well, I touch on the clinical is that, that I also want to say on the Josh Magennis goal, that finish was really, really high quality. Just if you watch it closely, when the ball comes into him it's trapped under his feet. And he does a little rollover with the, with the underneath of his foot to make himself a space to, like, drill it in. I'd, I'd kind of heard that Majenis was coming in as this big kind of, you know, powerful target man, but he's not going to get you goals. That was that was not the mark of a player who is not a good finisher, the way he put that one away. Maybe maybe he's just high on confidence, I don't know. I was surprised I, with how well he took that goal. I like, remember
1: mentioning that in my uh, player ratings article for the match, how how that finish was... <laughs> was a thing of magic. Um, yeah, he, but it's just really surprising because he even said in his own interview himself when he first came here that he came here to rough, to rough up defenders, not and he wasn't as concerned about goals as he was about you know making sure the defense is heavily worked so so the other players can get in and around the box. It it's, it was very surprising to see a, a finish of that quality. That's that's actually almost a natural striker's finish.
0: Mm-hmm so there's plenty more of them to come I mean you know just touching back on the ref, the ref situation I mean you know we, we've always been known not to play the most glamorous of football but you know that can't be an excuse just to you know just give give us a booking for every foul that we that we make and I don't think that's very fair and you know you might call me reminiscent but you know I think I've I've read Big Sam's autobiography for the second or third time this week Um, you know and he always used to say you know that the some of the bitter managers couldn't couldn't really handle the fact that you know we were that typical bullish side and you know whether mm. that won us the game or not which, which was another matter but it was something that didn't really matter in terms of how we got the result and it just seemed like
1: we've been penalised unfairly for it Um, once again oh, I love so, that you mentioned bitter managers after yesterday's game <laughs> yeah. mm. oh, we'll, oh, we'll get to that James
0: <laughs> but yeah no so there we go I don't think we can complain you know Four points from, from two games, you know, it was a
3: pr- pretty good uh, start, I think. By yeah. that, that, uh, that's a good point at the end of the season. Bristol will be comfortably top half. I think we'll look back yeah. on that as a good point.
1: Definitely. It's yeah. uh, so that old adage, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win in the end. And frank, quite frankly, I don't care if we play the worst football in the world. If we end up in that top, somehow in that top half or around comfortable mid-table, I will happily take over playing for that position. It's it's ridiculous, isn't it? How many
2: teams complain about style of play. And, you know, West Ham are the worst for it, of course, when they had Big Sam and Everton got exactly to that stage when when Allardyce was getting them results. They finished ninth, something like that, after being almost relegation fodder. Eighth, exactly. I mean, how the hell you can complain when you're managing to get results? Who cares what it looks like? Winning football is winning football, for goodness sake. That's why Mourinho now is a bitter old man because his winning style of football doesn't win anymore.
0: But 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 what about the West Ham way? <laughs>
2: what is the West Ham way?
1: Rep- knows. and, and yeah. <laughs> Go down, win the championship title and just be a fucking yo yo club. That's West Ham <laughs> way. Exactly.
0: Right. What was next? Up next was Leeds and the Cup. Um I don't think it was a game that many of us expected to, to you know, get anything from the loss from and that is exactly how it went. I don't think it was a particularly embarrassing defeat, but I think, like you said, Tom, in our little chat, it wasn't the most gracious of defeats. Um, we'll get on to the real reason behind that a little later on. But for now, we'll, we'll just go off the scoreline. So it was 2-1, I think. I'm right in saying. Obviously, it was yeah. a little bit overshadowed by off-the-field events, which, again, I'll say, yeah. you know, again, we'll get on to. But, um, yeah, were any of you at the Leeds game? Mm, nope. No, no, we'll we'll gloss <laughs> we'll over that one quickly Because I don't think anyone was actually bothered by the game No, no,
2: no. By despite the, despite it. the cheap but, um, prices They didn't quite manage to lull me into Going into a game that I was pretty damn certain We
0: were going to
1: lose And no one cares about the Carabao Cup anyway <laughs>
0: Exactly, yeah, no, Mickey Mouse Cup Who cares Next one um, Yeah, so We're recording this on Sunday the 19th So we're obviously just in the wake of the 1-0 Went away at Reading What is going on? We've actually won some games away It's easy, easy to do it when you think
1: about it. I mean, we're never going to lose an away game in the Championship this season. It's just obvious at this point. Mm, I expect that will age well, James. (laughs) (laughs) I've said as much on Twitter, so I've already, you know, (laughs) got myself into Uh, the shit.
0: (laughs) One man who couldn't handle the win, however, Paul Clement. Any, Any thoughts, guys?
1: Chris Wilder in disguise.
2: We talked about Mourinho being a bitter old man. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, how, how 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 he can watch that match and say that it's impossible that we don't win that match? It's, did he not watch their second half performance? The moment we scored their goal, that that was it. They they offered next to nothing. I think I remember Liam Moore having one half chance from across in that entire second half. They, they bottled it completely. Having had a, to be fair to them. A couple of really, really good chances in the first half. They didn't score them, and then they offered absolutely nothing once we went ahead. That—that That is a
0: team that is destined to struggle under that manager.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, he's not exactly putting himself in the shot window, because I think we can all pretty much guarantee that he won't last the season. Um, but I, I, I just have to think, I mean, I know people say media duties aren't, aren't that important, but I just think that the way that he put himself across, I don't think anyone would really want that. And I'm absolutely certain that I wouldn't want him. You know the way that he not only spoke about us, but spoke about his own team. Really, you know, it, it's just not encouraging for anyone, and it doesn't help. Um, and the only word that can really describe it is bitter. Um, but you know, we we shouldn't let that affect. Or you know, uh, we we shouldn't gloss over the fact that you know the reason that we we'd won was actually a a pretty incredible goal actually. Um, from what I heard, it was a, a beautiful ball over top from Craig Noon and. Um, well, who else was it that that could finish something like that with just such ease. Uh, Tom, wait, you were there to witness it, weren't you? I oh, was indeed,
2: yes. Front row seats as they were. It it was oh, right, to be yeah. fair, what, what watching that ball go into the back of net, the most satisfying thing was that Yannick Wilshire's face as he ran away celebrating. That is a man <laughs> who is enjoying his football at the moment and is loving being at a club where he is loved. I mean, you know, the, the, obviously the chants go up about Yannick Wilshire hating Wigan and whatever, but it, it obviously we you know that that's open to interpretation i'll choose to believe it regardless but he he just looks like a man who loves being in a team where he is the star he is going to be so important to us this season if we can keep him fit uh, i i don't know how many goals will scored and i mean will set up but he'll be such a huge player
0: for us mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it's a, it's a, it's really and a nice surprise you know, to see players enjoying the football and you know just doing so well with with the confidence out of as well and, Obviously, we hope that, that, that they can keep that up and keep injuries to a minimum. But, mm. um, yeah, let, let's just bask in it in the glory whilst we can.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. if we want to talk about players who are confident, I know that we said Reading didn't really threaten much, but they did have one or two chances. But Ben Amick was tremendous in that goal. He made two incredible saves from John Smith, John Swift, and someone else. Uh, that, de- that defensive line against Reading was absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
0: Well, just before we move on, oh, no, I was actually just gonna gonna pick up on that. Um, I had it da- written down actually. Uh, the three you I think have been absolutely incredible so far, and it's all the ones that we've all mentioned: Josh McGuinness, Yannick Wildshaw, and Ben Anick. Um, I think, as you said, are you forgetting um, someone, you Will? It's...
1: Yes, we are. He's forgetting someone.
3: I Jason know. Lowe. No, 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 no. someone
1: well, a bit more glamorous well, than that. Well, well, Jason Lowe definitely, but also. My favorite, my new favorite right back. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, of
0: yeah. He's on the back and, of my shirt, James. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think all four of them have just been incredible, and you know, Anik obviously keeping it up from last season. You know, he was never going to be challenged by Howard, really. I I doubt that he will be by uh, Remy Matthews. I mean, I didn't see him at Leeds, but I just feel like Anik's, you know, it's well asserted himself in that number one jersey. You know, taking the number as well. Um, Something about his confidence and the fact that Walsh and McGinnis have just been on fire up, up the top end is, it's just something to behold, really. <laughs> you know, it, it's something it, that we're not used to, but it, it's it's really nice.
3: <laughs> it makes it makes a big difference when you've got like one of the things I thought last season, apart from Amiobi, we didn't have players who were willing to like take a risk. I say I think I lost connection before. I did go to the Leeds game on on Tuesday night or whatever, and mm. he he was up against a good right back. And he actually didn't get a lot of change out of him. But he kept going at him. Like, when I watch Will Buckley, I mean, again, I don't want to be in the Will Buckley bashing club. But when you watch kind of Will Buckley play against the right-back, the amount of time he gets the ball, that just lays it back to the full-back. Because he doesn't have that confidence to go at a player. And when you do have players who can go at players, you make things happen. And with now Wiltshire, Ch- Noon, and, and Amiobi, I, I think we have players who are really going to be able to take risks and, and hurt teams. And, and that, that, that breeds confidence. What was disappointing,
2: in was the fact that, um, obviously, you know, Buckley gets taken off at half-time, Wiltshire comes on, Wiltshire scores, he's the hero, Buckley's the villain. Mm-hmm. It was very disappointing the fact that Buckley scored last week and yet didn't take any kind of confidence into this performance. Because the mm-hmm. big reason why he struggled at Bolton is because he had the confidence knocked out of him by those horrible spells at Wednesday, Birmingham, Leeds, mm-hmm. Sunderland, whatever. And I think Parkey was desperate for him to get a run of games. To see if he could get that confidence back, because you know at Brighton he, he was a hell of a player. Mm. But I think I, maybe I, I think this might be. I mean, I don't want it to be the, the death knoll in his Bolton Wanderers career, because I still think there's a good player in there. But it, it must have been difficult for him to see his replacement, you know, take to the game so quickly, and the fans take to him so quickly as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, don't I, I, be, I mean, I
2: will.
1: Um... Sorry, go on, James. Uh I was just about to say. Um... I mean, Will Buckley is making up for his lack of confidence right now. He I, he's working harder, much harder than he ever did last season. He is tracking back a lot more. He's giving good cover to Andy Taylor. But the primary thing as a winger is that yeah, it's mostly that you have to bomb down the line and try and create stuff either from the edge of the box or you know to or to hit in and around, hit in and around that area. And it's, so far, he's just not really been doing that. He either he either doesn't. Let let loose either putting a cross or just or lay one of the midfielders off outside the box. Instead, he just seems to try and keep hold of the ball and just wait wait for someone to either overlap him or take it off him or something like that. He just doesn't seem to be doing what a winger should be doing when he get when he's attacking, which is which is really unfortunate because his defensive work this season has been quite good.
3: A lack of confidence. You don't you don't take risks when you're not confident. Like. So that, that's that's why I, I I know some people like bash Amiobi for, for losing the ball a lot. But, but the hardest thing to do is, is do the things that Amiobi it's easy to just pass the ball sideways and keep the ball. The players that really run at players, commit defenders, take risks are the ones who make the spaces to score goals. So so I always respect the player who really does try and, and make things happen by by doing something a bit unusual. And and Buckley it is he the as, as James said the, the wingers are in the team to do those types of things and you have that and there's a place for water carriers and Jason Lowe does the great the great job of water carrying but but Will Buckley in that left wing role for me shouldn't be a water carrier. No, I mean, I'm, I, I mean not to be ignorant
0: not, towards him or anything, but I, I, obviously we've we've got someone in attacking sense in Walsh that you know like you say I think he's going to be struggling sure to not to be knocked off his perch now and. Um, as much as I'm disappointed that, you know, Buckley's sort of lost his confidence again and it's going to become another one one of those stories for him, unfortunately. Um, And, you know, possibly it's just not going to work out at all from from now on in. Uh, But, you know, like you said, um, he scored last week and, you know, he should take something from that. And, you know, Park is well within his right to keep giving him these opportunities. Um, But, you know, he's only well i I mean I know he's not exactly got the back end of the fans, but hes sort of only really got himself to blame if he can't be taking these opportunities that he has been given so often um so you know perhaps it's the right time to to bring him to like watch in he'll get
3: he'll get more opportunities we've got a thin squad he's he's going to have to play a significant role this season even if i don't know what, i don't know what Parky's going to do to to get him going, but we're going to need him will I just think for the build of him, because he's such a big lad, I don't think he's going to be able to play a lot of ninety-minute, you know, full, full-pelt games. So, so I think they'll the Will Buckley has a big role to play unless we get somebody else in. So yeah. I I don't don't quite know what's going to happen there.
0: Like Tom said, I think the winning formula of the season is just going to be keeping everyone fit. So, like you mm. said, I'm sure we'll get some minutes, you know, and it will be a constant rotation. and It's something which I think we can probably take and and learn from last season. Um, mm. the, you know, pushing everyone to to complete 90 minutes most weeks, you know, is is a bit of an, an ask, um, particularly if we're looking to you know progress up the, up the table. Um, right. I mean, I, I know it means nothing at this stage. What being fifth, you know, is is, is something of, of dreams, and I hope that we can sort of keep it up, even if we do drop to mid-table, whatever. You know, I'd, I'd be absolutely over the moon and snap your hand off at the start of the season if you would said that that that's where we're going to finish. So let, let's hope that long may it continue. But, um, yeah, what else has happened since we last spoke? Um, we've had deadline day. That was <laughs> eventful, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, we lost two big, big names in Anthony Robinson and Joe Garner to our favourite club. Um, we won't talk about that though. Um, but we did manage to complete the get grab the signatures of Remy Matthews and Jonathan Grounds. Uh, and me a few days later, what do we think of these additions, fellas?
3: I think Grounds is a. I think they're relatively solid, if unspectacular additions. I think would be, uh, you know, like I don't know a lot about Matthews. He 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 played against Leeds and and didn't have a lot to do apart from pick the ball out and that he had no chance with the goals. Uh, he didn't do anything particularly wrong, and I'd say Jonathan Grounds was was quite similar. He was he was thrown in against Leeds as well against a very tricky outfit and he he again he didn't really do anything to really stand out but he didn't do anything wrong either I think I think grounds again he, he's going to have a role to play to to support Taylor um but I, I'm we we kind of all said that we would have preferred a pacier alternative rather than than another kind of solid even spectacular left back but it, it's it's a body that was needed through the door I don't know if anyone else has much opinions on them
1: I mean I mean from what I saw from uh, grounds against Leeds, he, he he didn't seem to do too bad despite not having a um, proper pre-season with Birmingham before he signed us. us. Uh, he he's he's not that he's not that slow. He's not exactly pacey, but he's not he's not really slow either. He's he's somewhere in between. Uh, like like you say, it's just a bit of an unspectacular set. Sa- bit of an unspectacular signing, but if he does the job in the end, I suppose you can't really complain. And he didn't do too bad against Leeds.
3: I think he was popular amongst the Birmingham fans, so it's always a kind of good sign. Mm. I think it, I, to me,
0: I was adamant, you know, that we needed another left back, and like I say, it's more one a, a signing that we that we needed rather than wanted. Uh, but you know, I, I'm more than happy with it, and you know, I think he'll get a fair amount of game time as well and, you know, I'm yet to see what if like and uh you know, merely just basing it off what what Birmingham fans have said and, you know, what, what the guys have said that were at Leeds um, but yeah, no it's it, it's it's numbers, you know, it's names so um,
1: yeah. I mean you could say that but it but this entire transfer window so far has been um players that, that the club has wanted to sign. They have actually um, employed a very patient strategy regarding certain players and so far it's bearing fruit so if grounds I don't think grounds was our first choice that would obviously have been Anthony Robinson but it's not like grounds wouldn't have been a player that they didn't want if they couldn't get Robinson um, we always seem to, have alter- we seem to have alternatives in this transfer window so no, I'm, I'm happily willing to give him a chance even if he's not exactly the kind of player that originally we felt we needed as an alternative to Andy Taylor well, I always
0: said before
1: James patience
0: I don't mm-hmm.
1: think we know the we don't know the meaning of that. Uh, it's just a word I'm looking up on thing I'm thinking now. It says waiting for a long time or something like that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, don't know they, what that means. Did
3: they, they see the article? In, the they see the article in the Birmingham Mail that um, rated our transfer window fourth best in the championship? I did indeed. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I agree now. Looking at <laughs> looking at. <some laughs> stories, <laughs> Someone was insightful at the Birmingham Mail, whoever that whoever wrote that one. Absolutely.
1: But uh, no, not really. But it's the best transfer we've had, probably had in ages. I mean, we're fifth. We've gone from 21st to fifth. Ah <laughs> oh,
0: well, what a
2: time to be alive, boys.
0: Mm. I was going to say before we forget, we did also get two more faces through through the door uh, within 24 hours of, of the other two. Um, obviously, more to the under 23s, uh, but may progress at some point during the season. Um, so we've got Marcus Wood, I think I'm right in saying, from Manchester City, and Kurt Zouma, I think his name is... Uh, is it Lindsay, Lindsay Johan? Lindsay, Lindsay Johan, there you go. Heard it here first.
3: <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, it's just kind of
1: weird that it's... I know it was due to like uh, work permit issues, but it's weird that Kurt Zouma announced news about three weeks before Bolton did. Yeah, well, patience, James. No,
0: I don't know what it means. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Just learnt it now. Still yeah. practicing it. No, we, I
0: think I I also said something on Twitter um, saying that you know people sometimes jump the gun and it's fairly embarrassing if these moves don't actually complete themselves. But um, you know, luckily for him, it did go through and
3: yeah. But, do Do we have any inkling on? Whether we're going to get another forward through the door, you know the the obviously I, I know we haven't really gotten to it yet, but the has mm. gone and Con- Connor Hall played against Leeds and he's he's not really ready. He needs he needs. Um, well, they're
2: looking to loan him, aren't they? That's the
1: thing. You
3: yeah, but well, I think we need a, we need a
1: body. In, yeah, but
3: but, yeah, considering we only have
1: two other senior strikers and Yannick and Sammy playing up front had a had a very much a push. Uh, yeah. No, we need other bodies in the door. <laughs>
3: I don't think we he heard any whispers of anybody we're linked with. We, we were linked with that
2: young Everton forward earlier in the window, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Although he didn't exactly come particularly highly rated from his time at Northampton. But he I got- think that that's got to be the way forward, isn't it? We we're going to try and you know nick some some youngsters off the uh, off the Premier League big boys. That, that that surely is the only way to go forward because they're not going to start with the way that McGuinness mm-hmm. is playing. So, you know, it probably is an easier way to sell it to them.
0: Mm. I was going to say you, you ruined my moment, Ian, because the next topic actually that I had written down was the elephant in the corner, yeah. um, quite a big one at this point. Folks, Adam LaFondre is no
3: longer a wanderer. Oh, uh, good night, hello, hello. I mean, I mean,
1: oh no, I, I would say he is, he is a wanderer, but no, no, it's Western, it's Sydney FC, not Western Sydney Wanderers. That mm,
0: um, uh, no, yeah, so poetic, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, like you were saying, Ian, you know, I think it, getting another striker in is is pretty important. And even though they might not start because of is home, um, you know, I think having two is is it's it's basics, isn't it? Really, I think you need at least three. Um, I know, like you said, we've got Hall and whatever, but with him looking like he's on the way out, uh, even if it is on loan, I think just getting a third striker is important just for numbers wise, and you know. And the inevitable that, he's, that there's going to be injuries here and there. You know, I think one or yeah, you know, at least one, maybe two.
1: Um, well, you know, yeah. Well, appa- now, apparently, what Mark said in the um, in the papers is that um, before Alfie was sold, there were a fair few League Two, League One clubs that were buying to take Connor for the season. Whether they'll still be interested, uh, we'll wait and see. But we definitely need that that through the door because he he needs that experience. He needs to get. Roughed about week in week out in the lower leagues because right now cause he 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 so much against Daling and Jansen.
0: Mm. Better I mean, players it, than him will struggle against those two though.
3: Yeah, mm.
0: it's, true. it's true. I mean, I, I threw in a name into the mix the other day in that in our little chat. You know, someone you know as a, a perfect replacement for off. I mean, you know, you won't get many more with with the pedigree of him. Um, but you know, I said someone like Jermaine Defoe even, and I know it's a bit optimistic and. You know, a bit extravagant with with our wage restrictions, but um, you know, someone like him would just be perfect, so I think.
3: He's an 130 grand at Bournemouth. <laughs> I mean, you, I
1: mean, you could get, I mean, you could get B and M, as you know, of Jermaine Defoe,
3: which is Darren Bent. <laughs> 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 if only to stop him scoring against us. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. the only reason to get Darren Bent in.
2: Why don't we lull Billy Sharp into a false sense of security and offer him a deal at Wanderers?
0: No. Get
2: him through get him through the door right where no. we want him.
0: Time sure for yeah. <laughs> no but b- before we move on. Nothing to going
2: on at all.
1: No. We'll <laughs> never hear the end of it.
0: Before we move we on, all... on, did anyone see that tweet? Um on I don't know whether it was a tweet or it's on the rebot roll. um of some guy put on a, a, a picture of his, his son who got a Lafondra shirt and it was the I'm sorry if you're listening but it was the most picturesque thing I've ever seen it was that typical look sad son it was like the most compo face I'd ever seen <laughs> i sure it wasn't I'm you with out. your Lafondra shirt <laughs> yeah we won't talk about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it, you know it, it's a shame and I think we'll we'll, we'll get over it eventually but it, it's too soon to be you know I mean, I don't think he comes back. He did say he wanted to finish his career but uh, with us, but I think it's wishful thinking
3: at this point. I've heard a lot of people sort of saying, like, oh, you know, he was never Parky signing, Parky never wanted him, stuff like that. I think people forget that Parky actually last season specifically tried to change the formation, I think, to get him in. Yeah. Remember, he started with a 3-5-2 last season to try to try and play LaFondra, because LaFondra... Kind of needs to be in a two. And I, th- mm. I think that's the the kind of the reason he's ended up going. It's, it's unfortunate. He's one of the best goal scorers I've ever seen. I think if he was playing ten or fifteen years ago, he he might have. if not an exaggeration to say he might have been a regular Premier League goal scorer. You know, like he probably grew up watching players like Fowler and and you know even like Chris Armstrong, Andy Cole, and he's he's that type of player, and they just they don't really seem to exist anymore. I mean, the player who he
2: reminded me the most of was say a Kevin Phillips, someone like that. Yeah,
0: David, yeah, yeah, David Nugent, there's one. Let's have him. I take him. Oh, I know he's not. Don't, out oh, really man, don't, don't, don't go, start dude. me on
2: David Nugent. <laughs>
0: Honestly, no. I I know it's quite strange that we, we're sort of so dismissive of Fontenay, and I think that the form of you know McGuinness at the minute has sort of softened the blow, but you know like we're saying, I think that there needs to be someone of a similar pedigree if there's one that exists, you know, I think, you know, as we say, they're slowly dying out. Um, that area, you know, just strikers who you know who can find the net on a regular basis. But uh,
2: um, the thing is the um, thing um, is you've um, got to make your decision right. What do you prefer? Do you prefer someone like McGuinness who leads the line well, who works really, really hard and who is, you know, a, a, a presence or Lafondre who if for example, if you've got forty games out of him in a championship season, you'll probably get you fifteen goals at least but would his contribution to the rest of the team would probably be minimal. That that's the choice that, that Parky had to make when he had Medine and now he's got McGuinness. and I think from Alfie's point of view Parky's always going to choose the first option, isn't he?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you can't really blame him the way it is the way it was rather, you know with him getting 10 minutes a, a week, you know it's not fair on him, you know a player of his calibre and although the the standard that he might be playing at might not necessarily suit him, I think it's a move that you know, it's probably. It, I'm not saying it's the easy option or it's the easy way out, but it's. You know, it's a good move for him in terms of his career, and it's probably even if it's a step down. I'm sure he'll 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 get the sausage rolls as he likes to
1: call them. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, he got himself for a three-year deal at the age of 32. Um, I I honestly can't blame him for for taking that, especially when you move to a, a country as lovely as Australia.
3: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a top move. I think I think everybody... I don't think there's any Bolton fan out there that doesn't look at um, I'd be surprised.
0: You know, obviously, we're in the middle of the loom window now that has opened, and it seems to have gone on forever. Um, but, yeah, do we think that there's anywhere else we could strengthen other than striker, or do you think we're set really now? I'd like another midfielder, yeah. All right,
3: yeah. Like, there's, there's, as far as I can tell, there's no one who can effectively cover... Jason Lowe. I don't count O'Neill or Vela or even Murphy to, that they can make. May, I don't know enough about Murphy. Maybe Murphy can kind of do that job. I would really worry if Jason Lowe got injured. Same.
0: I know what you mean. I mean, I, I think we're used to the sort of the midfield that we've had for for years and years, but like you say, I don't think we need, you know, at, at least maybe two, one, maybe two backups in each position if we're being greedy. You know, because the amount of times we change formation and, you know, to accommodate somebody like Lowe, it means that you've got to have someone similar waiting in the wings. And I know that uh, O'Neill's been replacing Murphy. And like you said, I don't think he's, he's the sort of man to complete 90 minutes at, at the top of his game. Um, but yeah, no, somebody else would, would be really helpful, I think. Um, the player
2: I would like would be Joe Williams from Everton. The I remember watching him when Barnsley came to us and we beat them 3-1. And the only player on their side who impressed me was him. And the only reason he impressed me was because he pissed me off so much. <laughs> I want that in a midfielder. I want someone who's going to irritate the living hell out of everyone. That, there, really there, nice. there was a guy who was about 21 years old, right, who gave Carl Henry a run for his money in terms of shithousery. I've never yeah. seen the like of it.
0: Get him in. You know what I'm going to say to don't you? Bring back J. Beery. Yes.
1: Uh I mean, <laughs> that, that, that are we sick of that
0: that
1: one I now? Mean, I I like was spearing,
0: and even I'm sick of it.
1: No, I know I like spearing as well, but I had enough of that last season.
0: <laughs> what well, about Mark uh, Davies? Where's he? Give him a game, give him a contract, and just.
1: But, but no, no, Joe Williams is a very good shout. He's still at um, Everton, and to be honest, he always a decent midfield line after the absolute crap that was. Harry Charlesley, who didn't even play a bastard game, as they far as I remember.
2: They just owe us something, for God's sake.
1: <laughs> Especially since he didn't let us have uh, Anthony Robinson. Exactly. Who is it that was the signing that we keep going on about? Is it United, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea? Chelsea that's it, Yeah. I knew it was all like that. If you oh, Chelsea, Chelsea can make it up for us by loaning Tammy Abraham. That would be a brilliant signing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if Alison Villa get him, I'll, 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 that would be an amazing Chelsea. deal. Ruben, Ruben Loftus-Cheek on loan I'll take that Central <laughs> <laughs> midfield yeah I'll be alright not getting a game Ruben come, down, come to yeah. Bolton mate. yeah along <laughs> with
2: uh, Jermaine
1: Defoe's 130k away <laughs> like, what, what,
0: what about 7 million pound Br- Brereton? is it
2: that's he is
1: not 7 million pound not even you close he's the misses against us at the end of the
2: last game of the season yeah, I mean no, my, my life him. that's
0: realistic
1: if exactly. he's worth seven, if he's worth seven million, Yannick Wilshire is worth at least ten.
2: Well, Wiltshire is worth seven million technically.
0: <laughs>
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's have a look at what we've got to look forward to on the back of a few good results. Next up um, at the newly named Uni of Bolton Stadium is Birmingham City. Um, I think that's on Sky, is it? If I'm right, I think uh, that's why it's Wednesday rather than Tuesday. Difficult Sky changing the schedule, um, and then we've also got Shepherd United. Tom's oh, <laughs> We're
1: looking forward to there. that.
0: Man. Can we keep it up? Absolutely. Uh,
2: if if I, I said I think if we can get four points out of these next two. That would just be an incredible, incredible achievement. And, and you know who I want the three points against. Yeah. <laughs> Both of <laughs> them.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Correct answer, James. Got it in one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got I'm going to play. 30, like, go on, go
3: on in. I said, I think I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate. I think the next two games are going to be like a real barometer of how far we've come. So we've had some great results so far, but in a way, I feel like the, the teams we've played against have kind of played into Parkinson's hands. He's been able to sit back, uh, absorb pressure, target set pieces, and hit him on the break. You know, the Birmingham City I think have two points. They're they're going to come on whenever it is Tuesday night, and I think they're going to sit back, and they're, they're not they're not going to they're not going to give give us space to to kind of get in behind. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, can, can Parky adapt? Can he can he take us out and and win a game when we're favourites to win, and can, can he control the game and and make chances? I'm really interested in that match. Like if if, if he can, brilliant. But I I just don't you know and Park is not naturally that type of manager. So if if he can make that step up and we actually go and go and win at least one of these two games, then we can say yeah I think we we've, we've seriously come somewhere. I think as great as it's been so far, we we've, we've had a bit of luck I'd say in the games we've had, and we, the, the the teams have played. Almost into our hands. I don't know if I'm just being very negative here. Did, did no. you
2: watch Birmingham on um, on Friday night? Was it? I here?
3: didn't, but I I didn't, but I heard they were very good. They
2: were absolutely brilliant, but their finishing was atrocious. I think Jukvic must have missed about four sitters in that yeah. game. Bogle missed two as well. And you know, obviously that that worries me because they've got to get the misses out of their system before they start banging in the goals. And obviously mm. Jukvic, he got a goal against us last year. You know, he, he's bound to score against us again. But um, it it just seemed to me that they they were very cavalier. They they used Jack, Jack Magoma's pace, uh, Che Adams as well. Obviously he's got a bit of wheels. And I, I, I you know if they sit back and they don't play into our hands, that's obviously not good. Uh, but if they do, the, the, the style against Swansea, what sort of gave them success was the fact that they were so direct. And I don't know if that would be better for us. Whether we'd prefer to have them bombing it, bombing it, bombing it, and then hit them on the
0: break. Mm. I mean, it's going to be a strange one because we're effectively playing the side who were metaphorically, you know, fighting for their lives, you know, so early on. Um, you know, with their off the field situation, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they take to the game because I'm sure they'll be looking to get points wherever they can because I think they're going to be obvious, obvious contenders to be struggling this season. Um, so it's whether they sit back and try and annoy us, like you say, and and steal a point. Um, you know, or whilst we go in search of three, you know they're going to hit us on the break, like you say. I mean, they've got players who, you know, are perfectly capable of doing so. It's just one that they can find in um Yeah, hopefully we'll play them in time where you know they won't get the shooting boots on just yet. I hope. But, um, I hope that he
3: may. He may play Oztuma He he he's a he's definitely a player that will will help us in the respect. He Controlling a game because he can get on the ball, keep it, and, and maybe make things happen. He's he's that kind of cute player that we've that we've lacked for a few years. Like since 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 really we had Zach Clough on on top form, we haven't had a player like that. So I I'd, I'd like you know I it's I'd like to see Parky maybe take a bit of a risk, drop Murphy maybe, and put Oz Tumor in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not going
0: to be happy, but I think start world shot. You know, I think this might yeah. the start of it now. No, no, um, I
3: think
2: starting as well. I think actually I think at this point you've got to play him because he's so confident. Um, and uh, and you know, he's possibly it might be burnout. that that's the only thing because obviously he's played quite a a lot of football in the last week or so. But um no, I think I think Birmingham are a team who, even though they didn't win, will, t- will have taken a lot of confidence from the way they played on Friday. Yeah. He so, so You might even
0: play Grounds as well, you know. Obviously, knowing them so well, you, you um, can't play grounds. He's, what, he's, he's, he's oh, you can't sorry. play grounds. He's long. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. Ignore me. I thought we timed it. Never mind. Um, and, um, but yeah, what well, about that? Might but, be interesting to see you, because we're pretty much everyone who's been. I know we're sort of sorted for numbers now, but even so, we pretty much had to fill up the bench with, you know, wherever we can. And I know Hall's been on there every week now, uh, which was something that he wasn't necessarily getting last season. Um, we may see someone like Joe Pritchard um come through and, you know, make the bench, um and you know, possibly make a debut, but yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. But I, I can yeah. see there being a few changes, especially the bit being the, the midweek game, you know, like they say with the typical two team sort of thing,
1: you know, we've got our fresh legs for Saturday as well. So I yeah, I could definitely see him making a few changes. Um, I know we spoke about Mirth being dropped, but I could see uh, Bella being dropped more because he was the only one from that game against Bristol that still played against Leeds. And So if anyone's going to be suffering from burnout, it's more likely to be him than Will Um uh, So yeah, probably bringing Oz of him um, There's the possibility, even though Craig Noon has been brilliant, if Sammy's back fit, I could definitely see Sammy dropping in, utilising his skill on the right... Or Noon, maybe.
3: Yeah. He might, he might if 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 Wiltshire's still not up for 90 minutes, he might bring Sammy and Noon in play together, have them switching over right yeah. and left. That's another option. Isn't
2: it nice the fact that we have options, don't we? Yeah. So we're just yeah. here thinking that whoever he plays, we might actually make a go of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah that was
1: a point I wanted to bring up. I don't think I've I've seen Bolton have such a strong bench or strong options off the bench for quite a long time. Certainly, yeah. in
2: terms of pedigree, looking at that reading bench, I was very impressed with what, what we had in terms of that could change the game. It no, just no, seemed to me, too. you know, having 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 the possibility of bringing us to on and then you know, Butler gets injured, and Wiltshire comes on. I mean, that that's, a, 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 that's quite a big thing to be able to throw at teams when when they yeah. you know I, I, even if they're struggling against what we've already got.
1: Yeah, especially um, like like you say Noon for Noon for Amiobi or vice versa, Donaldson for Magennis if we need to. Oh, I, I, it's just really exciting I don't know I'll never understand why Bucky's had his second favourites to be relegated I
3: think, I think what we're clearly saying here is all hail King Ken and Super Agent 73 <laughs> that's, I think that's what we're all saying Phil Parkinson he's the one who gets my praise Yeah. I, I'll
1: give some credit to Ken but mainly it's Phil Parkinson he's yeah. ne- we can never let him go <laughs> like Chris just said today that we're not in
0: our chat you know, I think I'd be worried if if Reading come calling, should Clement get
3: sacked at some point? But let's well, just you know bask in what we have for the minute. But I, I'm um, not. I mean, I know he played for Reading, but he's he's from around Bolton Way, isn't he? Um, and assuming that if we're doing quite well and and Reading aren't doing so well, I I, I wonder. Yeah, it's just the attraction of the offer, I suppose, and you know. Yeah. We'll I, I, I said it, it, I'd be more worried if there was sort of a, a mid-range championship side. Whoever pulls the trigger first, like you know, what one that I could see because it, it it's not working out for him starting, and we know he's trigger happy. He's Derby County. Maybe maybe mm. if Parkinson isn't glamorous enough, but you know that 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 could be that Mel, whoever he is, is 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 well trigger happy with his managers. See, see,
1: I don't see an upper side team buying for him purely because of the way we're playing. A lot of those upper tier championship clubs, they want to play the uh, nice football to get in there. I, that's probably why I'm not that worried about losing Parkinson because he plays the more combative style of football, and um, it it won't be very attractive for for other clubs if they lose their manager to come in for him, especially because Parkinson, I don't. Like I said, I never think Parkinson would walk anyway. The only way he'd leave is if we sack him, especially because right now um, we're, we're a club that is slowly, slowly getting back into the swing of things. We're we're starting to develop more of a more of a club, and if Kenneth to leave, we're even going to be making a small profit for the first time in God knows how many years. So, so why would Parkinson want to leave that for the? very tumultuous situation happening at Reading, even if he did spend about 11 years there. It just wouldn't seem a very sensible career move to me. Well, Dougie, uh,
2: Dougie Freeman leaving Palace, a club where he's highly revered, to come to us was a, was a
1: financial and they, you know, can this further my career decision? In, def- in defence of Dougie, go outside, sold him an absolute pile of crap, but that's as much as I'll defend Freeman. <laughs> No, I'm not. Defend, I'm not defending him at all. I'm just saying, from a decision-making process,
2: you know, that there's very little sentiment that goes on. I think in the world of football management, you know that, you know, in terms of your career, not so, Well, it might be a long career, but your career at one particular club, when you found something good, that's very rare. He must be one. Parkinson, for example, must be one of the longest-serving managers currently in his role in the football league, at the moment. And you know, how often do you manage to get that? And I think, I think giving he, that up would be silly.
1: I think he's around top twenty, twenty-five.
2: Actually, he must be higher than that, though.
1: Sure. I don't. I don't, I don't think he is because there's a surprisingly quite a few managers who have been in their job for a fair while. Well, Tisdale
2: was top of the list and he's gone now. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's now uh, Gareth Ainsworth at Wickham. Oh well.
2: Uh, like I said, I'd be interested to see the list. I'd be interested to see it. I think Especially at the Championship to... level. There we go. That, that that that'd be a better start possibly. Mm.
0: I mean, I hope he doesn't go anywhere. Obviously, you know, he's been fantastic for us so far. and I, I know there's, there's several different options But the clubs here. I'm sure will have Chagapi, Chairman, you know, and will soon begin. Uh, the manager may go around, will soon begin. But I hope Parkinson doesn't become a, a part of it. Um, and I'm quite confident that he won't, but we shall see. Long live Parkinson's Wanderers. Um, Anyway, speaking of decision-making, as you were were saying, Tom, um, we're yet to have an official announcement, but I believe that David Wieter is our club captain, dare I say. This year, with potentially his mate Josh Feller being vice-captain. What do we make of that? Brilliant. I'm very happy
1: with it. I mean, you've pretty much got the two. Yeah. Well, Wiers is always going to be the logical choice as captain. I'm a, I am slightly surprised at Villa because I did think it would be Beavers. But then again, Villa's a guy who's been with the club since how long now? Since he was like nine or ten or something?
0: Yeah, he's probably at this point. You know, he's one of the senior members of the squad by far now, isn't he? So, uh, but I, I believe that there are congratulations in order for Del Boy Villa. Um, I think he's expecting is it, that, that is is he done done yeah.
1: Or, or, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah,
0: yeah. He, yeah. He's he 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 is getting his first child. Yeah. Well, congratulations, congratulations, Dan. If he's got vice captaincy, then hold on to that as well. Um. Yeah. But uh, are there any other questions anyone wants to touch on before we look at some Twitter questions?
2: Uh, I, I was only interested on? to ask uh, whether or not you guys agree with my point. That it was a point that we saw of all. all raised uh, in, in the line of the NHL, which sort of inspired me to write the article about our full-backs, whether or not you think that the lack of balance is going to be a problem for us uh, sort of with more attacking a right side and a more defensive left side and the, not the sort of inability that we're going to have to maybe change tactics as we did last season.
3: Um, I think, I think we've, if, if Wiltshire remains fit and kind of is this explosive player on the left-hand side, I think it will be less of a problem. But if 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 we if we lose Wiltshire and then we've seen that when Taylor and Buckley play together, it's it, it's very slow paced on on that side of the pitch. Potentially a problem, but I, I think it'll it'll just I I I kind of agree with your article. I would have liked a, a younger, more explosive. A, well, I would have liked Anthony Robinson or a player of that ilk. But uh, it, it it may not be a problem so much if Wiltshire carries on like he is. I I, th- I think I think um, better
1: passing teams or, or teams with a lot pacey wingers will, will cause us problems. But but I, well, I, I would say that. But Phil organized Phil's organisation. team has provided us a great opportunity for every player to cover each other at some point. Like positionally, our players are. Are always there. There's always seems to be someone covering another man if someone goes out of space. So say if um, Pavel has gone quite far up the pitch to, to you know, whipping a ball or something. Craig Noon sits back or Jason Lowe goes a bit more to the right to try and provide that cover in case the team hits hits us on the counter attack.
0: I think we're fairly well organised, even though there is you know clearly perhaps an imbalance. Um, between the wings, but like you said, we we do have a bit of flexibility between uh, Noon and Amio be- particularly, you know, I think they can definitely swap over the wings, and also we've got Mark Lissler at right back, who, who's quite versatile and can, you know, get up and down the wing fairly quickly, but I know what you said about the left-hand side, um, I'm not sure how quick or, you know, mobile grounds is uh, as opposed to Taylor, but... Um, you know, I, I, I have a complete faith in Barkley to sort of know what he's doing oh, and, and, and identify the weaknesses and as much as the opposition will probably grow to to recognise them too. I hope we've sort of got it down to a point where we're sort of already comfortable in that position, knowing that we won't be challenged so much. Um, and if we are, then we're prepared for it. But yeah, I think we'll be okay with it. But yeah, does anyone else have some topics they'd like to cover before we?
3: switch to Twitter or are we okay?
0: No, okay for me. Yep. Right. Then we will proceed with the hashtag love pod questions uh, that we asked you for tonight. So, this first one that we'll cover uh, is from our very own Jamie Moss. Jamie says, would you settle for the playoffs or is automatic promotion the only acceptable finish?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I mean, a sucker for drama. Give me the playoffs.
1: Oh, uh, We'll get more money if we go through the playoffs, so let's do that.
3: I, I, think, I think with the amount we've outlaid in transfers, automatic is, is just it, it must, is a must now. Uh, two, 200 grand has been outlaid. It's, it's, it would be disgraceful if we don't get automatic.
0: I'm watering <laughs> figures. Parking out if we don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next one is from Liam Stubbs. He says, for how many years will we go and beat him for?
2: Oh, well, I'll uh, be long dead the I next time we it. get beaten. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go.
2: I think that's the only fair assumption at this point. We are just that good.
3: Yeah, I think I think Arsenal's 49 uh, record is looking pretty shaky. Yeah,
0: be- definitely better than United at this point anyway, because they're pretty embarrassing. We just lost to Brighton today, which had a good chuckle at.
3: We'll, we'll, uh, we'll just gloss over the fact that we have actually lost the lead this season, but you know we'll go gloss nah, over not. that. Mickey Mouse nah, Cup, no one cares. Exactly. Don't. Arsenal
2: during their 49 game lost games in the Champions League, or whatever. So. Oh,
3: that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true.
0: Um, next one is possibly the most realistic one so far. Um, where are we on the striker front? Says Reese
1: Cook. I wish we knew. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. No, I don't think. I mean, we yeah, we needed one or two strikers. But yeah, I mean yeah, just so uh, need need bodies like desperately yeah. trolling Twitter for any whispers. Indeed. Definitely, Do you yeah. guys
2: think that we need something different to to a Josh McGuinness type? I think we've so we've got Clayton Donaldson as the backup. Would you prefer you know an an Alfie kind of striker or a, a young version like that?
3: I, I just mm. like pace.
2: Yeah, I think we need some pace. No, it, I I thought McGuinness was quicker. I've got to be honest with you. I I was sold a quicker player than
0: what I've actually seen.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind
0: someone like that. I mean, obviously we can't afford him exactly, but someone like Conor Wickham, maybe like someone fairly, you know, big but mobile, um, knows where the goal is. And, and I don't know that. Does Conor Wickham know, know where the goal is?
2: Does Conor Wickham know? Do I know where Conor Wickham is at this point?
0: <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> <know if anybody laughs> does. But no, you, you know what I mean, so someone yeah, you know, there's not obviously that many types of strikers, you know, and you've got the little one, the big one and then, you know, a bit of in between. But um yeah, I, I don't know who else to sort of want. I think the closest you probably get to that. I can think of the top of my head was Joe Garner. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit too late. So
1: yeah. uh, I do agree though that we should probably go for an alternative striker to McGinnis and Donaldson, just to, just if nothing else, but to have an alternative yeah. uh, ta- tactical switch, just in case the uh, bit the lump bit to the big man up front and him getting it down isn't working out for us. I think it's
2: important for us to have an outball later on in games, someone you can host the ball down the line for, and they're quick enough to be able to run the channels and get it. You know, but we don't really have some a striker who is able to we're able to sort of play that over the over-the-top ball, too. Wiltshire probably be the closest thing we've got.
0: Mm. I I think we we probably won't be able to avoid the temptation of having somebody pretty tall, but I think, like you say, we need some pace somewhere along the line, and particularly down the left-hand side, you know, you get, like, I don't know if they exist. I'm going off, you know, like, FIFA here, but, you know, like, left forwards, you know, somebody yeah. who prefers that left-hand side, or, you know, if we were, going, were we to go into a 43-1, then you know have someone who, who, who can sort of feed him from that from the life. But
1: I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. the kind of player um, that, that, that they're looking for because from all accounts whether you choose to believe it or not it does sound like um, Alf leaving was a surprise for the most part so they'll probably will be looking for a similar type player than that because the only finisher if you if you want to call it that that we do have at the moment is Connor Hall and like we saw against Leeds he's not ready so
3: did, so, did Naki Wells go
2: anywhere? No, but again, money surely.
1: Mm-hmm. wants him alone,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know. Darby I, tried to get him. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's got too much
1: money for us anyway. Probably.
2: I mean, he, he would be perfect. I'd give you that. He would yeah. be absolutely perfect.
3: Yeah, I know. Pa- Parkington, I'm at Bradford as well. I, I, you never know. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, that would be a really nice sign. Put it
1: this way, if we
2: could get that over the line, I would be absolutely amazed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently he's still at Burnley, so maybe they will be looking to yeah. loan him. Yeah, what a Before pointless we... signing that was!
2: It's like, it's like it's like when they brought in down.
0: <laughs> Before we carry on with the question, I just wanted to say, just touching back on the late game, um, what did we make of Connor I know James, you just said he wasn't ready, but you know, did anyone have a different opinion about, or you know, where, where we stand with him?
3: He he ran around a lot. He tried really hard, but he, he it it wasn't just that he wasn't a threat, like. He, Maybe he was just... He could have been anxious. he It may well have been that he was thrown in last minute when they realised what was happening with Fondra, but he, he made a lot of mistakes when the ball kind of went into his feet. He, his layoffs weren't good. He he's, um, he just... Yeah, then he had these two very experienced championship operators just giving him that little nudge off the ball and, you know, he, he just wasn't experienced enough to deal with that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. He's a kind of stocky... You know, well, well-filled-out player, but he, yeah, he needs that. That under 23s football isn't real football, so he needs to he needs to go away and and ha- have a chance in League One. I I, I don't think there's any uh, any. I'd be surprised if anyone else had another opinion about his performance.
0: I think what we can probably conclude is that he, he you know he's possibly just not in in a position to. I mean, we definitely throw him in at the deep end, that's for sure. Um, and it's just whether or not he can. Sort of drift on. Maybe even if he just came on for the odd ten minutes, you know, like replace the sort of position that Le Fondre was getting. But actually, yeah, you know, he'd be quite happy with that, I think. Um, I think and you know, I eventually, think just. I, team, I think that'd
3: be really kind of counter to his development. I think he's got to go and play full ninety-minute games. I think ten minutes here and there for a full season. I think will just. I think he he'll just stagnate at his age. I think he needs to go because he's he's not really young. He's twenty-one. Like He needs to go and play games somewhere. I think he needs 90 minutes like games at a competitive level. I, I, don't, um, think, I yeah. don't think it will help him sticking around for 10 yeah, minutes.
1: We've got, we've got him on a two-year contract until 2020, so it definitely wouldn't do do us any harm to loan him out and just, and just see how he does. Then we can just decide what to do with him next year. If he doesn't thrive at a League 1 or League 2 club, then maybe we can just... I don't know, look to sell sell him on next year or something. There's absolutely no harm in in sending him out there to, I don't know, Aki Stanley
2: or something like that. Yeah. My only issue with it is that it, it's a potential risk. I think, um, you know, uh, he wasn't possibly good enough for us, possibly still isn't good enough for us. But, you know, t- t- Tom Eves, his loan spells weren't exactly productive. Yet now he's found himself a home at Gillingham and the, he's scoring goals and, and they and they love him there. I'm not, he's obviously not ready for us now, but I just worry that you know, if, for example, we get slowed out this season and then we sign another striker and then he gets loaned out next season, we could miss out on something potentially special because we weren't prepared to sort of give him the chance, keep him around the squad, playing at a higher level of football, even just with the training. You know, that it probably makes a huge difference that he's up against championship quality defenders in training. Rather than you know playing matches against against a lower standard, you probably get com- you can get comfortable. Personally, I would loan him out, but I'm just saying you know it's, it, it's something that I think we need to view with caution.
3: Yeah, just I just don't think he'd get the minutes. At us. I think that that is the the crucial thing in my mind is like is is, is how, how does he develop if he doesn't get the minute and the the training thing is a point like there there is people say that you pick up bad habits when you go on loan. And, and, and that that is a that is a fair point, but I, I I still would would maintain that competitive minutes is is what's needed for a 21 year old footballer. Don't get me wrong,
2: I, I would send him on loan, I 100% would send him on loan, but I just I, it, it concerns me that what what I saw when I've seen the guy play is there's real real potential there, and you know the the, the most important thing that we actually managed to achieve by bringing in Jonathan Grounds and Rory Matthews is to spur on Andrew Turner and Ben Alex to play better because of the competition. And when you get comfortable and you don't see competition, your you standards drop. And uh, I, like I said, I'd hate for us to miss out on a, either a great player for us or a potential lucrative sale for us because we weren't you know, were patient enough with him.
0: I mean, it's, I think it's quite sad in a way that his future might depend on whether we can get another striker in because it might become a rush job where, you know, if we were to get two in, then, you know, he might immediately just be sent out wherever he can. Um okay. But, you know, if, if we don't, then he might end up getting dragged on every 10 minutes, like I said, or it might every last 10. Um, or he might just, you know, be wasted a little bit. So I think he's definitely in a difficult position. It's not really for us to comment where, you know, his, his future lies perhaps or, you know, what sort of standards he's at currently because we've got nothing to compare it to really. But um, it's just, I think, wherever he'll do best, I think we'll show. Um, and hopefully we can get the right move wherever that may be. If he stays or goes, so yeah. Um, next question is one we've sort of already answered. From Paul Howard, do we need another striker? I think that's a resounding yes. I would agree. Um, and then next one, Ollie Fletcher. Who do you think has the best chance of breaking into the first team out of the under twenty threes?
1: For Richard.
3: You know, Richard, yeah,
1: Richard, yeah. Richard yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was quite. From what we saw, me, what me and Will saw at Gerona, and it, you as well, Ian. I nearly forgot that you were there as well. But he was quite composed and quite calm for a youngster when he came on.
3: We're, we're short in that area as well. It's 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 an area where you could you could see we're going to need need somebody if we don't get anybody else in. Definitely. And
0: um, next one. From Moody Schofield, uh, who would you like to see the club transfer in during the final stages of the loan window?
2: Everyone knows mine
0: in Joe, <laughs> Joe Williams. <laughs> I don't think we've got any names particularly to mind as to like who we definitely are after. You know, I don't think that there's any outstanding
1: Well, thing. most of the players that will be available from loan will be probably Premier League Academy players or unwanted um, back, back bench championship players that we will not be very familiar with. So well, exactly, we'd never heard of Robinson, had we?
3: Yeah, exactly. I've said, I've, I've said that my my dream, probably unrealistic one, is Naki Wells, but it's probably beyond our our reach. Yeah. A little
0: bit. Um, yeah. Next one is from Matt Averdon. I think this one that we've already seen. <laughs> is this one actually going to go out?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Anyway, <laughs> what about that? We, we've always posted the ones that we've made. There's definitely no... So, is everyone ready I, for, I, my, I for my,
2: my libelous comment? <laughs> Incoming in three...
1: <laughs> wait, wait, which
2: comment? i I do Should I translate
1: my Twitter behaviour onto this podcast and just no. not let letting... it...
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 <Overall, laughs> the thing is, James, <laughs> the only reason they keep us around is because when we get onto this podcast, we're very insightful and, you know, very composed. The moment you put us onto a handle where you can't hear our voices, animals, utter animals.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: no, that's far too well. <laughs> Next one is from, well, forest Thump at Messi Ken. Uh, on a scale of one to we'll be playing Champions League in 24 months. How much will the fans' expectations get out of hand after this good start?
2: Unfortunately, I think it's already out of hand, isn't it? <laughs>
0: um,
2: sadly. Well, don't, don't you agree, though? I, 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 it's it's amazing for us to think that you know we're suddenly even entertaining questions like this. Obviously, we all think we're joking, but I think it's a genuine question that he's asking. What what do we now expect from the season based on these first three matches?
1: I honestly do think we can comfortably finish mid-table with how we've been doing so far. <laughs> I'm going to go I really to do
0: the bottom end of mid-table, like thirteenth, fourteenth, maybe. I don't
3: think I'd, it I'd, anything I'd have gone with originally. Yeah, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad and, and and sit on the fence and say the the barometers after these next couple against against teams that where we would more expect to beat them and see if we if we can beat teams around us then then yeah like mid table uh, at least and and also a little bit dependent I I think I still think there's a bit of work to do in the loan window like I think I think if 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 we if we close out with the squad we've got, I think we're just a bit thin and we we might get sucked down a bit. But two or three more reasonable signings, yeah, we we could really get into mid table. I, I
2: personally am going to go with 16th, as as I said before, because yeah. I I agree with you. I don't I don't see us getting in um, enough replacements for in midfield. You know, if, to cover an injury crisis. Bol- Bolton always have an annual injury crisis, don't they? And, mm. and right now we're not quite in a position for that, but you're right. After six games, that's you, that's the usual barometer for where you, you're going to finish. But the problem is, after six games, I can see us with something like eleven, twelve points. So mm. you know, and, and <laughs> I think that's going to get our hopes up yeah. simply because of the fixtures we've been given. That, that's all. That's why I say it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having this um, good, a good start for once this season. I think it's more likely to help us in the long run that we can. Realistically, finish mid-table this time instead of having to have our good form mostly be towards the Christmas period or and one or two months after that. Unlike last season, so that that that's probably something more in our favour where you can where I can actually say with somewhat a lot more confidence than last season we can finish mid-table. Mm,
0: I think it depends on like like we've already said, you know, what can happen in the in the next few weeks of the loan window. I mean, I expect us to be quite active, particularly on the deadline days. We always seem to leave it last minute for whatever reason, or um, necessarily. Well, maybe it isn't, but it always seems that way. But um, yeah, like I said, one or two signings, maybe, and we're looking at a reasonable mid-table finish. But like, I'm gonna stick with 13th, 14th, I think. <laughs>
1: Well, we can good only good. have two more um, matchday loans in our in our uh, in our you know R eighteen anyway, so we should only need one or two more players realistically anyway.
0: We'll be fine, I think. But yeah, I don't think we'll be necessarily in trouble, but it's just depending on how much our hopes are you know you know built up compared to where we're actually going
1: to finish. Is, yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, par- I mean, but- uh, sorry, Parky has his spells of. Uh, bad bad runs of games at, at every point during the season. It's it's going to happen eventually. It's why I don't particularly see us keeping this form as much as I'm loving it right now. But like like, like I said, this good start is it's going to set us up for the season. So, well, yes,
2: yesterday's win was so important though because, because for exactly that reason that you mentioned, James. When we go through bad spells, that's fine. But that means that when you have played teams around you who are, who uh, you know they're the ones you got to get the points off Reading are a good team that's definitely going to be in and around us if we're towards the bottom this season. That was such a huge, huge psychological victory more so than anything else, just because we now know that we can get one over on them.
0: I think Birmingham as well. You know, I think that'll be more crucial than Sheffield
2: United if anything. But, you know, I'd agree with that. I think I think that's I think it's a huge game.
3: Yeah, but building momentum. You you see you saw what happened with like Sheffield United and Millwall last last year when not necessarily fantastic squads just. Got on a roll. I know Sheffield United tailed off, but if you kind of just build that momentum, that, that that's why I was kind of saying about this game against Birmingham is is you know it, it's the big test of Parkinson whether he can seize the initiative and build on the momentum, um and and maybe shake off some of his natural pragmatism. I, I I don't know if it's that's the right approach, but I I think it's something that like you said we're going to have a bad run, so we need to make hay while the sun is shining. <laughs>
0: Um, yep. This is the penultimate question, and it seems to be the most popular one as well in terms of, um, you know, how much each, you know likes and retweets it Uh So that's from Lewis Chadwick. Uh, he said, "Do you think the midfield three of Vela, Murphy, and Lowe needs more creativity? Vela doesn't offer enough going forward. I'd like to see him put in the defensive two with these, Lowe and Murphy, and our team are given a chance behind the striker."
2: And that's what we'll end up having. Certainly, because yeah. Murphy's not shown me an awful lot in these first three games that he's gonna, you know, be in this team for a very long time, and and be- and Bella's best moments against Reading, uh, and I'm not, I'm not being biased. You know, the problem with Josh Vela is everyone tries to look at him through rose tinted spectacles, and it's only suddenly this season I think I've heard people starting to get on his back. But I thought he was great against Reading just because he he did a job on their on their most creative player, and it, you know he made sure that he got it, got into him, won the ball off him, thundered into tackles. But as he said, he doesn't do an awful lot going forward. So mm-hmm. what's the point of him playing as the advanced player?
0: I think yeah. It seems like a waste a, of a role. Yeah, Fellaini's think... had a big season this year because, you know, I think it's a point where, you know, he, he's got enough maturity. He's potentially got the vice captaincy, and he's at a point where he really needs really needs to perform to, you know, to to show that he can have that authority and and sit in front of the back four if that's what needs to be. Um, you know, and and act professionally about it rather than you know when that he's not a number ten role. Perhaps it's just it's whatever's needed from him I suppose now more than trying to impress us all anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, he's definitely not a not a number ten. But if you drop if you drop Murphy, who for, from my view has right. been so, has been solid if if unspectacular, he, but he won't, and that's probably all he'll ever be from what I've seen so far. But. Vela could be that link between Law, who's going to be the shield right in front of the back back four, just adding extra impetus and, and bite to that line. Vela could be the link between that and Oz Toomer, the creative player, passing it in, the, in between both lines, doing a job. He could be that box-to-box midfielder if if he's given that, if he's given that opportunity.
2: I think the most important thing with Josh Beller is the fact that he has all the potential to be what teams in our position need to have to survive and to be a force. You know, Brentford have got Ryan Woods, uh, Reading had Liam Kelly, Josh Brownhill at um, Bristol City, Ben Pearson at Preston. There's always that one midfielder who, if their team wins a game, it's usually because they've taken it by the scruff of the neck and have been influential. And Josh Beller has to be the player to try and do that for us. But, you know, it's whether or not he can, he has either the mental capacity to do it or the technique to do it. But, you know, uh, you, you just, you've got to hope that that's the role that he's going to end up fulfilling. And I think you're right when you say it's probably most likely
1: to be fulfilled when he plays in a deeper position. I think there's
0: definitely an article in this for me.
1: Uh, well, well, we all said this would be his most important season for us, and and if he is given the vice capacity, that just emphasises it even more that this is going to be his most important ever season with us, because um, he is in the last year of his current contract, and if if he if he doesn't impress, thankfully he's been doing all right so far, but if he doesn't impress, then we could be letting him go for free, and that would be, that would just that would just be a shame in my that, opinion.
2: Which, you, I don't know which one of you boys were at the uh, Bristol City game, but you know you can sort of corroborate what I'm saying. Brownhill, I thought, was the best player on the pitch that day, and it, and it, and it was because you know he he went around and searched for the ball more so than relying on someone else to give give it to him. And I think that that's what Vela needs to do. He needs to just decide, you know what, I I'm an important player in this team, and whenever wherever the ball is, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the one who takes the game with the scruff of the neck. Because he doesn't seem to have that
0: confidence or arrogance to be able to do it. He mm, needs to, but I uh, let's hope he gets the gist and you know, does the business this season. Um yeah, I think this is the last question now that we're gonna uh just sort of nip because I think we we have covered most of it. Um this is James. Uh he said what positions do you reckon we still need to bring in? Uh in order of priority a striker or a uh, a defensive midfielder is a backup for low uh, a number 10 or someone quick and if we're being greedy a first-team centre-back better than Beavers
2: Beavers
3: have been quite good this
2: season Beavers. exactly
3: yeah.
2: I said it in my ratings I thought Beavers was brilliant against Reading I mean he had, he had his one dodgy moment where he let Mayte get away from him I don't know if you boys have seen it on the highlights but it just yeah. seems uh-huh. like he stops and it, 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 it's sort of a very odd moment but other than that I thought he was fantastic
3: yeah. yeah, I, 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 I do. I, I know they've started well, but I, I'm. I don't think it'll happen. But I do have my doubts over the lot, the long-term quality of Weavers and Weavers. Well, weaver and Beavers as, as first team centre half. So I, I, I wonder whether Wilson and Hobbs may, may actually have enough about them to challenge them. I, I, I think that they're both potentially good players who've suffered injury problems. I think they could, they could yet turn out to be effective alternatives.
2: Well, I think been, Jack Hobbs is your man for that. Jack Hobbs has been used to being number one centre-half at the places that he's been.
1: Yeah, Well, to be fair, from what I saw from Wilson against Leeds, he seems to be the most calm central defender on the ball we have for what he lacks in maybe ta- uh, tackling prowess. So, right now, him or he, I'd say he would be closer to getting in, into the team over Hobbs, in my personal opinion. But I don't think... We need another centre back. There are questions over the longevity of our, of all of our current centre backs because they're all in their thirties or or reaching thirty. So, but but for now, I think uh, centre back wise we're fine. I agree with the other two positions though. Striker and defensive midfielder is where we'll need to cover in the transfer window. Yeah,
3: yeah. If, if, if you're saying that we could have two two loan signings in the matchday squad, I'd take a pacey striker and defensive midfielder. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, With the rules, you've got to prioritise, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, you like have just covered it, but I was going to say, I think a few people have forgotten about Mark Wilson. Um, we're yet to see what he's capable of. I mean, obviously, he's getting on a little bit, but I think him and Hobbs, you know, definitely provide enough backup in that position. But, yeah, maybe, you know, a winger, like we're for Greedy, and then, you know, definitely a striker and, and a defensive midfielder if we can. Yeah,
1: I mean, if we're ever very desperate for a centre-back, then, I don't know, just... Throwing Brockbank from the academy or something. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: well, that's the thing, isn't it? We're, we're desperate to 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 uh, bring players in, but we we seem to be dismissing anyone who's not gone at all from from the under twenty three side that was so successful,
0: and may, maybe that's a mistake. I don't know. Well, Joe yeah. Pritchard, I think, may have to cover as a defensive the midfielder should injuries, you know, come into play. But i or maybe Mark Wilson, the, it, is but... the person
2: who we've used, is playing that role if if Low gets injured.
1: Yeah, perhaps. I definitely think he used Wilson more as a centre back because he had Pritchard on the bench ready against Le- against Leeds when he could have maybe had another option on the bench. He could have taken Murphy instead. So he pro- I'd probably say he does see maybe Murphy as that other centre midfield choice.
3: I, th- I think with the way he's playing now, Wilson will not be just doesn't have the mobility to effectively like come in for low. I think that it would, it it would be a big struggle. It would change things a lot if Mark Wilson was playing that role instead of Jason Lowe. Do you think
2: Lowe's particularly mobile? He didn't, he didn't look like the most mobile certainly against Bristol City. He was bypassed by Brown Hill and Pat.
1: The thing is, he's not that mobile, but his positional sense so far has been excellent. Just it's, rock, it? it's
3: not It's not mobile in the sense of pace. It, it's in the sense of kind of like an engine as compared to, you know, when we maybe had like Carl Henry in last season. He, well, he that's why Bella
1: good. needs to play alongside him for the engine.
3: Yeah. Well yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jason Law's um more of the reader of the game, trying to figure out how we can connect things from that back line to the, to a thing or trying to keep things ticking over almost, mm-hmm. sort of like like Henderson at um at Liverpool, just trying to keep things flowing that way. Well
0: you know like we can always turn to that, you know, if if things come to that, you know, there's always Carl Henry on a free. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. i don't let that not passed us by yet but um, you know if, if all else fails then he's certainly up for it I know he's, he's, he's certainly looking for a club. but you know based on how, how good he was for his last season I'd, I'd take him back you know even if it just
1: meant he was you know just purely back up
0: but yeah, as long intense, as he doesn't it. play
1: nearly as much as last season I'd be completely fine having him back <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't have the legs for as much as he played last season anymore no yeah no Anyway,
0: well, we've got on a bit. I think we're about an hour and nearly an hour and a half in. Um, I'd be amazed if anyone's still listening. James, you can say what you want.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. joking, joking. (laughs) I was about to say, even I'm going to stop you there. (laughs) 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 uh, So, Uh,
0: does anyone else have any final topics you want to cover?
3: I think it's been pretty comprehensive thus far. Yeah. It's
2: no wonder it's been so long. We've
3: been quite sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprising it's surprising how good. easy it is to talk about Bolton when you're winning. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I mean you, you, should tried, you should have tried
3: talking about it
2: during
0: the 2015-16 season. Yeah. My <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. We've done well. So, um, let's wrap it up by going through everybody's socials. So, uh, if they're brave enough
1: where work, and everybody find you on social media, James. Uh, well, you, you can you can be brave or just completely ma- ma- masochistic, but yeah, my Twitter handle is at real James Jarvis. Good stuff,
3: Tom. Uh, I'm TJ 14 wanderer for better or for
0: worse. I'm <laughs> Ian.
3: It's a bit dull, but it's at rosab 89 We'll teach so- you how to spice it up. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't
0: don't
1: take advice from me, mate. <laughs> yeah. Show me how it's
0: done. Yeah, mine's W I one L G. Um, bit of a complicated one, but you know. Um, yeah. But if there's nothing left to say, then you can find us for our usual bloggings and um, rubbish writing. Um, at the podcast will be on there and on blog talk radio and for the few of you who simply just want to listen you can also find it on iTunes Um, but we'll we'll create an article for it anyway as usual so uh, it's been a good podcast lads this has been episode 94 set that V